This is Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. The topic for today's episode is using TikTok as a growth strategy. Here to speak with me is Maury Mitrani, who is the Vice President of Growth at Citizen. Citizen is the number one public safety app in the US with a mission to make the world a safer place. Citizen provides 9-11 alerts so people can use their phones to keep themselves and the people and places they love safe. Maury uses his expertise in creative and analytical thinking to develop and execute powerful growth strategies. Before Citizen, he was the first growth marketing hire at Bumble, where he built a team from the early stage to post-IPO. Maury, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Excited now, to be here. Before we explore today's topic, um, tell us, listeners, a little bit more about yourself. How did you get started in your career and what led you to being the VP of growth at Citizen? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I started my career in digital marketing uh, on the agency side and I got pretty deep into uh, SEO. So I um, was doing both uh, local SEO and the non-local SEO eventually. Um, and then that led me to my next role at a company called Spiceworks where I was uh, primarily doing SEO on, on a pretty massive site that we had. Um, and then started dabbling into to paid acquisition as well at, at Spiceworks. Um, and then kind of like the pivotal moment in my career is, is when I joined Bumble, a super early stage. Um, and at Bumble, yeah, I was the very first growth marketing hire. Um, I think I was employee number 12 at the company. Um, we were actually still in like a, a two-bedroom apartment. That was our office. So very, very early stage at, uh, at Bumble. And um, I just grew the team, grew the budget, um, and uh, we, we, we grew pretty massively. So it was a wild ride. Um, by the time I left Bumble... It was uh, four and a half years in. It was about six months after we IPO'd. And um, I was leading a team of about nine people, primarily on the uh, paid acquisition side. And then after Bumble, I went to a company called Niche in the education space. And then after Niche, I uh, landed at Citizen, where I am right now. And um, yeah, I've been at Citizen for almost a year. Uh, focusing on all sorts of things like uh, growth marketing, lifecycle marketing, um, and then also dabbling in the, the the product growth side as well. So yeah, it's been a it's been a fun ride so far. Interesting. Now, when you when you manage or when you are responsible for growth at a company, you know there are your your air quote standard channels, right? The ones that you always use, like paid search. Um, you know, when you're e-commerce, you use Facebook. Even for B2B, you can use Facebook, but, you know, LinkedIn might be a channel. But at some point, these channels, you know, you, you might hit a point of diminishing return in those channels. And then it's about what other channels are out there that we could try that potentially could help us engage with our target audience. Now, today, we want to talk about TikTok, obviously. So, Maury, tell our listeners, why does TikTok matter? Does it matter for B2B and B2C? Short answer is I would say yes. So so why it matters is, is TikTok has become such a large and massive platform that it's honestly impossible to ignore now is, is kind of my hot take. Um, it, it has, uh, I believe, over a billion uh, MAU now. So it is uh, it's a very, very massive platform. 
Um, and you know, B two C is is it's an, that's an obvious one. Like B two C companies, I, we were running TikTok uh, at Bumble, at Niche, and at Citizen. So um, it, it's worked, you know, tremendously at all those companies. To be honest, I haven't been on the B two B side, uh, but but I do believe that there's, a, there's absolutely a spot for it. So. I, I think if you're getting if you're getting the content right and you're providing value, you will find your uh, your your community on TikTok. Absolutely, if you're a marketing platform, B two B marketing platform, there is a massive massive community of marketers on on um, TikTok. So uh, I, I would say it, it's a pretty valid platform for any business. Interesting. Now, when you want to engage with your target audience. Uh, segmentation features or targeting features are really important. Can you talk a little bit about what, what TikTok allows you to do or allows you not to do? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll probably take this conversation both, you know, in the organic TikTok side and in the paid TikTok mm -hmm. side. Um, on the paid side, very, very similar to Facebook. Um, you have a lot of different interests targeting. I've personally found the most, uh, the most beneficial just being broad targeting with some, some basic, basic demo targeting. Um, I like to layer on some lookalike at some point, but um, really if you're just starting, like broad targeting is, is not a, a terrible way to go as long as you're optimizing for the right conversion uh, events. So if you're doing that, TikTok's algorithm, just like Facebook's has become, um, is, uh, is, is, is pretty smart in understanding who will, who will buy or who will download, mm -hmm. et cetera. No, I might have jumped a gun with asking you uh, the targeting part, but talk about how does TikTok work? Yeah, yeah. Um, TikTok is a very fascinating place. Uh, if you have not downloaded TikTok, I would suggest downloading it, but make sure you go into it knowing that you might get stuck into it for for a while. But um, TikTok has a, a, a very sophisticated algorithm that uh, understands exactly what you want, and it understands it pretty quickly after you start interacting with a few videos. And um, it, it shows you those videos that, that you want with a pretty precise targeting. So uh, it's, it's, it's unlike something like Instagram where you have to follow things to get exposure to the videos. Uh, TikTok will just know, oh, you, like this, you'll, you will like this video. Here it is. Um, and it, it's, a, it's a cool platform. Um, you, you discover stuff that you didn't know you you knew about, um, unlike, unlike Instagram where you have to follow th things. So can you be a little bit more precise on how does the system know that? Is that how long I watch a video? Um, whether I like a video, for example, whether I share a video? Yeah, I think it, 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 it uh, encompasses all of that. So you'll actually probably start to see if you start liking a creator, for example, and if you start watching more of their content, the algorithm is just going to naturally know to show it more and more. So you can sometimes trick the algorithm by liking certain things, and then you'll be pretty confidently you'll, you'll be able to um, get exposure to that creator in the future. But, uh, you know, because you're liking certain types of content or certain types of creators, TikTok understands the, the, the web of connections to other creators and other types of content that uh, it, it understands that you'll like. How important is it to set up a profile as a company in TikTok? I think it depends. It, it depends what route you want to go if you want to have an actual presence as a company that works, or you can go the other route, which is just working with creators and focusing on that. Um, doing both will actually be somewhat difficult. So if you think about a platform like, like Duolingo is kind of like the, the best example right now that has a very strong brand on TikTok. Um, but then you see other platforms, um, a company I used to, to advise called Ladder, which is a fitness app. Um, they're, they're, presence on TikTok is, is large, but their network of uh, creators that are posting about Ladder, that's much, much, much larger. So 
Um, it kind of depends, you know, what you want to focus on. I would probably suggest working with creators first, just because they already have the platform, they already have the audience, and they know how to create really good content. So that's a pretty that's a pretty good way to get stuff going. And then kind of from there, you can start building your own internal brand presence. Let's dive a little bit deeper into that. Um, so what, what ways of advertising exist? You talked about creator. So I would assume that's kind of like influencer marketing, right? You, you engage with people that have a following. So you kind of backwards live off the fact that these people are already known and, and X amount of people are watching their videos, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, in a sense, yes, influencer marketing, but some of these people aren't even technically influencers to some extent because we can talk about smaller creators like what you might call micro influencers just getting going if someone has a few thousand followers they could easily create a video that could get a million two million views that's the that's the beauty of tiktok interesting and then on the other end the advertising end where i would assume you create a creative so creative that displays the service product that you're offering how do people need to think about that and how is that yeah. different potentially to what, what people already do on Facebook slash Instagram? So TikTok is unique. Uh, TikTok advertising, so paid, paid media mm -hmm. on TikTok. Um, it's unique in that you need to update creative very frequently. So sometimes you'll see creative start to fatigue within a few days. And that's, that's actually somewhat natural. Um, and that's just because the, the exposure to videos on TikTok is, is so frequent that it, it's very easy for it to get stale quickly. Um, so, so with that, it, it's almost, I would, I would claim it's, it's pretty hard to just have an internal team building creative for TikTok. And that's honestly why I love working with creators and getting an, a, a nice network of creators to create just consistent iterative content for you. And that becomes Yes, this, this realm of, of influencer marketing that exists across the, the, the ecosystem of TikTok, but also that, that powers your paid growth engine and that you can put money behind this, uh, these, 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 these videos that, people, that creators are, are building. Yeah. So how, do, how does that work, working with creators, Maury? Um, I mean, they want to get something out of the relationship too, I assume. Yeah, there, there are a few different methods. Um, one of them... Well, really, if you're working with, with early creators, you can actually partner with them and they can kind of be your, like part of your, 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 your growing brand. Because if you start putting money behind their ads, they're going to start getting a ton of just extra incremental views just simply because you're putting money behind those, those videos. There's obviously a point where, you know, creators want to start making money. So there's a few different um, routes. One of them is just kind of like, you know, I'll pay you a certain amount for each video you create, or maybe you put them on like a monthly retainer and they'll create a certain amount of videos. Um, but then I've also seen a, a commission um, style uh, output as well. So if, if creators are sending um, traffic to a certain piece of, of content or, or, or an app or something, and then you can potentially have a, a a coupon code or something that, that they use to track. That's another way. And then you'll give them some kind of percentage of that, of the, the traffic that they bring in. Yeah. Now, from a creative perspective, a few minutes ago, you saw, you said that obviously there's an element where the creative might fatigue relatively quickly. You know, we're not talking about like Facebook where you might update your creative once a month, right? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, here is, is it's, it's, it's needs to be refreshed much quicker. Now, from a company perspective, that might, Raise a lot of questions, right? People thinking about creative in the form of how we see banner creatives, you know, and those kind of things. And that costs a lot of money to create, right? Um, 
how how does that work for for TikTok? Are we talking about the same type of creative? Is it different? Do we really need the the, the, the full blown you know creative agency to do that, or are there air quotes cheaper ways to get creative done? Yeah, so the, the kind of the tried and true, I guess, banner ad approach, you know, that you would see on on Facebook, um, that that still exists to to some extent, um, is really not the case on TikTok. And what you'll see on TikTok work really well are are native feeling organic style TikTok videos that subtly sell. That's how I like to say it, right? Like um, you, you'll, you'll see if um, you can easily call out an ad for, for being an ad, but if it's an entertaining and, you know, TikTok style, very, very mm -hmm. organic feeling ad, um, it can do very well. And I've seen, I've seen those types of ads do really well. What do you see the cost is for these type of ads? I mean, do, do you think a company can create them themselves? I mean, someone needs to write a story, I assume. Right. Um, but if you engage with an agency, what would you think the costs are to, to get these creatives developed? Yeah, it really depends what what's um, just where you are as a company. I, I would say if you're very, very small starting out, you really don't need an agency. You can just kind of what I call cold call, but like really just DM creators on um, on both TikTok and Instagram, assuming that they create good co TikTok content um, and just if, if you're like really, you know, strapped for cash, I would, uh, I would suggest the, the commission model mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, just say like, Hey, no, like, let's just say you're a marketing B2B company. You just notice you, you know, create really good marketing style content, um, would love to partner with you and, you know, 15% commission, something like that. Okay. Now let's talk about tactics. What, what tactics align with the TikTok advertising model? Yeah. So, um, for tactics, again, I, I would I would tie back to the uh, one. Your your biggest lever is always going to be creative, so that you need to get that set out yeah. straight. Like you, you need to understand how you're going to be sourcing creative. Again, I love working with creators, so you need to get some kind of pipeline in there, um, and you'll you'll find your community. I'm almost guarantee you'll find your community of creators. And then once you do that, what I like to do is I like to combine um, different types of campaigns. Some of them being um, you're, you're basically uploading the videos that creators are building as the ads. And then some of them are what, what are called spark ads on TikTok. And that's where you'll put money behind the, the, the organic video that already exists on the creator's page. Um, so I like to test both of those out. I've seen both of them work. So I like to, to run them both. Um, and we talked about audience where if, if you have a strong seed audience, it, it's harder to, to, to create a, bit, a stronger seed with, with iOS changes. But if you have a strong seed, a good general lookalike would be fine to start with. I mean, it also depends, you know, where, what, what style uh, company you are. So I've worked with pretty broad B2C companies where this broad audience has, has actually worked well, but um, you can get pretty sophisticated with, with targeting. And yeah, that's how I would set up my, set up my campaigns. Again, you need to be updating creative very, very frequently. Um, yeah. Interesting. Now, jumping back on a creative topic here, does TikTok creative change the way creative in general is produced? Has that changed for you? You talked earlier about Facebook, um, you know, and then yeah. not going too deep into that. I, I, I really think that TikTok is changing the way that people absorb content online. So, um, you know, you used to, YouTube used to be, I mean, YouTube is still massive, but you would have, you know, on YouTube and on Instagram, this, this kind of higher, higher production feel. And, um, you know, it's, it's almost to some extent fake 
is it to some extent just because people are really, um, you know, editing these videos, et cetera. And on TikTok, what you're seeing is yes, there's, there's editing involved, but you're getting a much more organic and realistic style content from people. And I think that what, what that's doing to just the entire video landscape, um, on the internet is that it's, it's changing the way that people absorb content and they really want to see this, this realistic feel from people too. Right. So like you'll see a lot of videos that do really well on TikTok are featuring people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I think it's like the natural progression of, of how we absorb content is, is we want this very natural feel um, style video. Don't you think consumer at some point will look through that? I mean, you know, from my perspective, you know, when we started with influencer marketing or when, when influencer marketing kind of picked up a lot, you know, you, you took micro influencers or even celebrities um, to promote products, um, you know, people bought into it. But I also feel that there's a little bit of a fatigue on that because they know that they get paid for, you know, showing you the products. Is that is that different on, on, on TikTok because it, it's more this natural feel or is there a danger that that might happen too? I think to some extent, and you want to work with creators that have a very strong audience and it doesn't need to, like, like I said before, it doesn't need to be a big audience, but you know, it's, a, it's an audience that, um, that trusts this creator. And yes, if the creator is only creating paid videos, um, and these, these, uh, brands that they're promoting are all over the place and some of them are kind of sketchy, then, you know, obviously that's going to diminish the, the power of that creator. But if the creator has a very strong audience in terms of they trust them for this specific topic or um, different types of um, content that they create, then when they promote a video, it should feel very natural that they're promoting this video. And quite frankly, it should be a product or service that the creator would be promoting anyway, because it's part of, of what their audience wants to, to get exposed to. Um, so that's where I've seen creative work the best when working with creators. And again, like the creator will be when you want to make sure you find a creator that can create this content that does not feel that it's, it's a very salesy ad, but it's really like I'm promoting this thing to benefit you, my audience. Yeah. How much, how much should you be as a, as a company involved in, in, in the content creation? So obviously the, your, your creator is creating the content, but do you need to provide them or should you provide them with a script, what they should say? Should you control once the video is done, what the video says, et cetera? So where, where should you start? Where should you stop kind of interf- interfering with, with the creative process there? I've never seen a, a script work just because it is too, too specific and, and really throttling what the creator can do. Yeah. Um, so... What I've seen work the best is giving, and this is actually an art, you know, it's an art and a science to create a really good brief. Mm-hmm. And this brief gives the, the creator all the, the, the different talking points of here's what the, the company does. Here's why it's beneficial to your audience, et cetera. But it's not word for word that they're reading out. So then the creator can take that and then, you know, amend it to, to be something that they know that their audience would, would build or would, uh, would enjoy. And then from there, what they've built is, you know, a piece of content that you can do maybe like one to two iterations on with them and you can give them, you know, feedback uh, on it. But um, yeah, I would, I would stay away from a script. That's, that's too, too specific on, on, on what you want. Yeah. Are there, are there any best practices in regards to how often when you, when you use creators, how often that creator should promote your products? Um, I guess it depends on how big your budget is, because again, if you're spending a good amount on TikTok, then you'll need to create this or you'll need to update your creative pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say there's no, there's no specific amount. And 
the creator actually, you know, you might be able to make a deal with the creator to, to do a certain amount, some organic, some paid, mm-hmm. and then they, they'll want to probably stop you at some point saying, okay, this is just like too much promotion on my, on my page. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to cost, right. We, we talked about that when you work with creators, you know, there are, there are several ways on, on how you can engage with them, whether it's on a CPA, so cost per acquisition or commission model, however you want to call it, you know, like a single fee or, or, you know, pushing, helping them push their already videos that they have, et cetera. But on the, on the paid media side, so when you actually run ads on the TikTok platform, how does the cost compare to that of, for example, the Meta platform? From what I've seen, CPMs have been lower. Click-through rates can really depend. I've seen click-through rates be a lot better on TikTok than, than on, on uh, meta platforms. So it, again, it kind of depends on, on kind of depends on your industry. It depends on the creative. But in terms of CPA costs, I've seen TikTok generally be less expensive than, than Facebook and Instagram. You know, that, that's obviously in the, the, the platforms that, or the, uh, the brands that I've worked with. But generally, I've seen them be better. At first, it might be harder to scale as much as, as a Facebook, but at, at a point, you know, we, I, I've run more budget on TikTok than I have on Meta at, at some points. So it will get there. You just need to get your creative arm very powerful and you yeah. need to have the, the sophisticated funneling of, of new creative in there. How do you think about setting up TikTok campaigns compared to Meta campaigns? Is there, is there a huge difference or can companies, agencies use a similar approach? I would probably use a similar approach. Uh, you'll, you'll see that the TikTok ad platform or the TikTok ad manager is very similar to, to the meta ad platform. Yeah, you'll see the same types of audience creation. Um, so yeah, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't shy away from, from trying to overthink that part. Again, your biggest lever is going to be creative. So that's where I would put your, your, your real focus in. Okay. Now, when we, when we run advertising, you know, there, there are channels that allow us to engage with people when they're really at the bottom of the funnel. You know, they're ready to convert and uh, are ready to take an action. And then there are channels that are more in the mid or upper funnel. Where, from your perspective, does TikTok sit? Does it sit mid, upper or lower funnel or across the entire funnel? I would say it sits the same place that, that Meta sits. So somewhere between that upper and mid funnel. Just like you know, Facebook and Instagram, TikTok is an entertainment platform, and that's why people are there. So you need to really stick out and, and make sure that you 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 create some kind of you know, memorable aspect to to what you're doing on on that platform, just like you would Facebook and Instagram. But I would think of it just in the same realm as as other social platforms. So Google, you're obviously you know looking for information, so it's very deeper down the funnel. But but here, um, yeah, I would say upper mid, something something around there. It's about discovery. Uh, yep. Building awareness yeah. of, a, of, a, of a product service and then taking them as far as possible. Probably a sales message um, in, in TikTok might not really work quite well. You know, the way how you probably would, would have it on, on Google, for example, or any other search engines that you might use. Yeah, but what you are, I mean, this, this is very, very nascent, but like what you're also seeing to some extent, mm-hmm. and take this with a grain of salt, is you're seeing TikTok become a search platform as well. So I don't know how this relates to every industry, et cetera. Um, but uh, you're, you're seeing people start searching in TikTok for information as they would on Google. A good example is uh, my wife and I are planning a trip to Italy. We actually planned almost all of our trip 
on TikTok and we didn't use Google at all. Um, we'll probably use Google to, to validate and like actually purchase tickets and stuff. But um, the, the exploratory phase was all through TikTok. Um, so it's something to, to think about. And they also just released, uh, maybe not just released, but, but somewhat recently released a search placement on TikTok as well. So um, when you search on TikTok, you'll see all the videos that come up and you can now pay for sponsored placements in that, in that search results page. Interesting. Interesting. Now, before we come to the end of today's episode, Maury, um, what are the, the top three tips that you would give someone, you know, that, that after listening here saying, you know what, I should really, you know, I should really give it a try. You know? It's probably no, no surprise. The first thing I'm going to say is, is really focus on your, your creative. And I think like the very first thing, if you're just starting out is spend some time on TikTok, look for a community that's in your realm of, of industry find one to two creators that are not massive. So not someone with hundreds of thousands of followers mm -hmm. and start talking to them and like get, get, get to know what they might be looking for in a partnership. And maybe that turns into like a, a very quick and easy way to get some new, um, to get some first creative running. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, after that I would focus on, uh, so that's kind of like getting them to, to post organically. And then after that, I'd focus on, on, putting some paid behind that. Yep. Um, you're going to have to have some kind of budget. Yeah, I think it's roughly the same as, as meta where you need, I think something like 50 conversions a week to, to, to get started. So keep that in mind when you're um, running and you might need to, to optimize for something higher in funnel. Mm -hmm. um, so, so put some paid behind it, test both uploading the creative and the spark ad approach from there. I mean, I would really just like start, building out what you might consider a good brief so you can start ex escalating this to, to a number of creators. That's going to be your, your key and your number one lever. Okay. And I would assume probably what, what I heard you saying a lot throughout the conversation is like start off with a broader audience, you know, and, and maybe layer over some, some uh, lookalikes, for example. Or if you start with a broader audience, make sure you look at what the results are across the audience and start maybe to slice them a little bit to see where your, respond, where your responses are better versus the audiences where you don't get so great responses, whatever the, the goal of your campaign actually is. Yeah, I, I guess the caveat is it depends. I've, I've worked with some really massive B2C apps, so that has worked for me, mm -hmm. but I, I can't, you know, say that that would work for a niche B2B company. So if you are in that spot, TikTok also has really good targeting options as well. So I'd probably start with a lookalike, but um, it depends. Okay, perfect. Well, Moi, thank you so much for joining me on the Performance Center podcast and sharing your thoughts and knowledge on uh, TikTok. If people want to find out more about you and Citizen, how can they get in touch? Yeah, um, for Citizen, you can you can go to the App Store, um, Google Play, and, and and iOS App Store, and then type in Citizen, and you'll you'll find it there. Um, we are US wide, uh, and then for me, um, you can add me on LinkedIn. We can we can chat there. So uh, I don't know what my LinkedIn handle is, but Mori Matrani, you can find me there. Perfect. As always, we leave that information in the show notes. Thanks everyone for listening. If you like the performance of our podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at SymphonicHQ. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.